7.30. Number four. <laughs> number four. I can't believe that we're here. Number number four. Uh, this is awesome. I'm so glad that we're still doing this because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's so important. Um, oh, for those of you who, who don't know what we're doing, uh, Mike. 7.30. God. Oh, forever and ever. Forever and ever. You know what? I think we should all maybe get that uh, uh, tattooed or, no. hey, you know. Yeah. Uh, have you looked at Mike? Marker. Yeah, I'm playing canvas at he this point. He doesn't have any tattoos. I'm marker. the only, I'm literally the only one in this room with tattoos. The only one. Well, there's only three of us. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not getting one, so if I'm not going to get a 730 tattoo, uh, neither of you are getting one. So you really, you would never, ever get a 730 tattoo. I'm not saying tattoo. never, ever. If we end up lasting for a long time you mean four is not the number four is not, four the, is not number. the number four Maybe is like not the number a hundred or five hundred all Let's right. Start with a hundred. Cool. And then 100, I'll see how I feel. Hundred. Fun. Hundredth episode. Maybe, <laughs> may, maybe the hundredth episode will be uh, will will force you to get a tattoo and then do a wad right after. That would be terrible. Exactly. And just record the sounds of it. Yeah. Future just break. like yeah. with no music. <laughs> just your <laughs> breathing and suffering. That won't be awkward at all. No. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh, episode four. What are we talking about today, Robin? Uh, we're talking about CrossFit programming. This is sort of Mike's area of expertise. So and thank God he's here. Thank God. As he is every single week. So every Excellent. single week. Episode four, guys. Episode four. <laughs> programming. Uh, Mike, head, head coach of CrossFit Norwalk. Uh, I'm sure you've been to other boxes as well around. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, first off, uh, CrossFit itself, how does it program? Like, does it, what, what, what does it do? So CrossFit HQ, and you could take, you know, if you want a, the history lesson, Greg Glassman in his garage back in the day in California in 2001, would write on a whiteboard every single day. He would have a bunch of fire breathers, as he called them back then, um, and, you know, some cops, all, all different shapes and sizes, would come in and he'd drop a workout. And it could be as simple as run 400 meters and do 15 overhead squats at 95 pounds, 65 for ladies, for five rounds. Or it could be a one or max deadlift. And that was it. And it was based on the idea that you know, why train like a bodybuilder if you're not doing a bodybuilding comp? Why run uh, extraordinary amounts of miles if you're not going to be a marathon runner? You know, your everyday needs of the athlete and the grandmother don't change based on need, right? But you scale appropriately to their intensities. Bottom line, learning to move, learning to move well, and doing a workout that's intense relative to you is the key to it all. And so that evolved to a website and CrossFit.com. The main site, as we used to call it back in the day, there used to be a little blog, and you would check out the workout of the day. They would program three days in a row, and they would take one day off. The three-on-one-off has been the work-to-rest protocol because they believe that after three days of a CrossFit workout, that's about as much intensity as you can maintain. And then everybody should be taking a rest day, which I know, and I'm looking at Robin right now, and some people don't rest nearly as much as we'd like them to, but uh, that's, that's yeah, that, guilty. right? I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah, of course you are. You go, <laughs> listen, there's five days in, you know, the, the work week. You go every every day. Sometimes you go twice a day. And sometimes mm-hmm. I go on the weekend. And sometimes you go on. Hey, listen. listen I just like being you happy? here. I just like being there. Yeah. Happy to yeah. be here. Yeah. Happy to uh, be here. My body hurts, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And so that, that whole, uh, you know, rest day thing became interesting, right? Because then you had an affiliate situation, right? They would go around hosting seminars. And then the affiliate numbers went up to 1,000 CrossFit gyms, 3,000 CrossFit gyms, 10,000 CrossFit gyms. I think the number now across the world is close to 17,000 affiliates. 
I want to say. Probably might be checking that out right now. I'm going to Google it. But, Check it out. Google it. But, we uh, have the technology. Yeah, so they would program three workouts in a row, right? Monday, boom, one workout. Tuesday, boom, one workout. Wednesday, something completely different. Thursday, rest day. And so your modern-day CrossFit box now, obviously, you know, assuming you're open on Thursdays and Sundays or, you know, having some sort of revolving schedule for those that need it, they start to program on their own, right? Take the ideas, take the open source information, use the classic benchmarks, and plug and play with, you know, whatever came to their mind. And uh, that's essentially how CrossFit box programming came to be. Gotcha. So does uh, does crossfit.com, um, mm-hmm. do they they still do uh, wads? Yep, like still do wads every single day. So the, do, do they do the, 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 the rest, rest day. day anymore? Or? Except the rest day. Gotcha. Okay. Rest day. So it is still a three-to-one mm-hmm. three to one mm-hmm. rate, rate ratio. Cool. Um, and is that uh, is, is that something that you, you yourself follow? You do three-to-one? Three, three yeah, well, so I like to keep it a little more regimented because whenever I've start, started to go three on, one off, all of a sudden I'll go three on and that'll be through a Sunday. And then Monday will come around and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to work out today. And then I work out today. I want to work out today. And then you blink, and 19 days go by, and you don't take a rest day. Sure. <laughs> well, now is, is okay, now, what? What do you consider a rest day? Is a rest day no work? Is a rest day maybe like a little bit of work? Like, can you jog? Can you, you know, that's that's a great question, Dave. Um, can you jog? Can, can you, you jog? What a ridiculous question for well, some people. Listen, he jog doesn't, on a he rest day. Run. Yeah, excuse <laughs> me. I don't know if you recall. Done a lot of running. Some people like to jog. I like to do my one rep max back squat on my rest, on my rest day. <laughs> That's funny. I actually went through a phase where that was like, oh, I have a competition the next day. You know, what I, I'm going to go in. This is just a rest day. Let me just move. Let me just move, right? And all of a sudden, it's like heavy single back squat, heavy single shoulder to overhead, and heavy single pull, whether it was a deadlift or, you know, weighted pull up, something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. I digress, right? That's, but yeah, no, rest days. Super helpful, right? Bottom line, if you want to give anything 100%, right, you need to rest, you need to recover, mm-hmm. right? They, I mean, the famous quote is like, it, your body changes based on what you do in the 23 hours outside of the gym versus the one hour in the gym, right? And hence why nutrition is so important, recovery is so important, rest is really important. Yeah. yeah um, I, have a, I have the stat for you. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia, you know, God the source bless. of all sources. Um, said there are 13,000 boxes. 13,000. Ah. In the world or the, con- the, world. the country? In the world. Yeah. You didn't go to like CrossFit.com? I, I did, to, uh, and <laughs> the data was a couple years old. Gotcha. Ah. Okay. Skewed. All right. So, you know, 13,000 boxes across the world, Tons. Um, they can't all be doing the same the same thing. Nope. You know, like what we're, what we're doing today in Norwalk, maybe – you know, someone in Palm Springs isn't doing or mm-hmm. in Florida or in, you know, Italy or England or wh- wherever. Um, so there are there are different things. How do you as a trainer, as someone who basically basically schedules the workouts, had what do you do? Well, that's a, a great question, Dave. Right. We, you know, obviously we try to go off the main site. People at HQ were, were phenomenal and they, you know, are brutally elegant with putting together their workouts. Right. Sometimes simple. Sometimes not so simple. And based on the idea of running 15 to 20 people through these sort of workouts, right, we've definitely developed the idea of keeping it simple, right? I mean, that's what CrossFit's all about. Live in the couplets and triplets, so two moves or three moves per workout. On occasion, throw in a chipper. But bottom line, bring it back to basics, right? If you learn how to move and move well and you scale appropriately based on the needs of your clients, right, you could put together a phenomenal program without 
going over the top crazy with Prilipin's chart or any sort of Polycon's work or doing too much tempo training or, you know, bottom line. So all that gibberish I just rambled off. A lot of people go down the rabbit hole and they do do that and they do program that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, CrossFit is wide open. It's constantly varied functional movement performed at a high intensity. And the owner and head trainers, right, they take it wherever they see fit. So me personally, I mean, we've gone through the phases where we squat twice a week, where we do backs, fronts. You do percentages of oleolifts, right? You work on X, Y, Z. But I find, you know, the, the longer we've been in this game, exactly that, we go back to the fundamental belief of it, right? You live life just one step outside of your comfort zone. And so finding where that comfort zone is based on your members, right, how they perform in certain workouts, that's when you start to create, like say, oh, what's going to push them a little bit in this area or what's going to make them have to improve their gymnastics or improve their grip strength or let's see, oh, they crush workouts that are five to eight minutes long. Let's bias or, or prioritize. And that's basically like the, the start to it all. Um, second, you take a look at movements, right? We have a, a list of movements as CrossFitters, things that show up frequently during not only the competitions like opens regionals and games but at the same time you know you see on crossfit.com they go back to the main site and we try to cover those those movements it's close to 40 right over the course of a week 10 days two weeks whatever it is so if we see oh man we haven't done deadlifts in a long time obviously you gotta do deadlifts right pick things up put them down it's as simple as they get but as far as that's concerned that's how we do it right like Every other day, you're going to alternate, not say alternate, because you're going to get into too scientific between pushing, pulling, squatting, hinging at the hip, picking things up, right? You hit your conditioning elements of running, rowing, jumping rope, jumping on boxes. You do your gymnastics, pull-ups, toes to bar, even burpees, consider gymnastics, right? Bodyweight movements and covering the spectrum and being honest with yourself and saying, hey, what do we need as a gym versus what do I really want to do? That's really the key to it all. So would you say that it that you tend to do your programming based on sort of the, the median of your members and then um, let the upper level um, CrossFitters sort of either modify to make it harder or not do the lot at all? That's a great point, Robin. And that's um, actually we're trained to start at the top and then skill as needed, right? They want to say, hey, for, you know, the CrossFit Games athlete. And when you look at workouts and you say, hey, this is a short workout on Monday, so we need a longer workout on Tuesday. Who do you base it on, right? Because on any given day, you look at the whiteboard, you look at Wattify, you get someone do workout in three minutes. You have somebody do the workout in 30 minutes. And you go, oh, man. And that's an indicator of two things. One, that would be a short workout because based on the top, they want to say, hey, you're Rich Fronings. So for those that don't know Rich Froning, sorry, look him up. He's definitely somebody to look up <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But uh, fittest man on earth, four years running, right? Fittest gym on earth, technically, right, for the past two years. And you want to imagine, say, hey, if Rich was to do this workout that we wrote on Monday, how long would it take him? And that way there's, you know, a steady. There's a control in the experiment. And then those that took 30 minutes for the same workout say, no, maybe we should have scaled back a little bit to meet that intensity level, right? And that's how we decide whether, oh, yeah, was that heavy? Was that short? Was that fast? Was that long? Was that a lot of reps? Mm-hmm. Another thing we like to look at is the, exactly that, the number of repetitions, 
right? Over the course of a week, you're going to have some that fall between the range of 25 to 50, some that fall between 50 to 100, and some that are 100 plus. And we're looking at total repetitions, especially in like overhead movements, um, uh, at pulling from the floor, right? Anything over 50 deadlifts. Obviously, they have that in the opens yes. basically every year. Right. But we try to limit that, right? Just from, you know, the perspective of safety of our clients and more so move and move well, right? Keeping that intensity piece or keeping them the mechanics and the consistency of it first, right, is always our primary concern. Now, that, that, interesting. Um, last week we had we, we had we had a workout that you had done and you said you had to scale it back because mm-hmm. it was like it, it would have been it would have been like just outrageous and we would have oh, been yeah. there for like 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 hours just yeah. trying to finish absolutely and that's i mean honestly that's the the fun of programming right like after a certain amount of years like you have a matrix in front of you like these big sheets of white paper in front of you and every single day you have a workout and you put a dot on a piece of paper and one dot could be in this corner one dot could be in the far corner over there and you eventually start to fill in the blanks in between mm-hmm. and generally speaking you know like over the course of time coaches owners trainers everything tend to visualize and see what's going to happen and know where people are going to, you know, fall short or, you know, what part of a workout is going to slow them up a considerable amount. And that makes for, you know, leading the class, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just, yeah, we teach you guys how to move. We teach you how to move well. We talk about common faults and ways to fix those faults with movement, but also like, hey, this workout should be X, Y, Z. It should, you should be able to do it in eight minutes. You should go unbroken or you should split these deadlifts up into sets of five. Or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, Dave brings up a good point. We had two weeks ago very heavy conditioning workout that had, believe it or not, the assault bike, right? Everybody's favorite thing to hate, aside from burpees. And, uh, yeah, program one of those things that might have been a tad too aggressive for our everyday client, right? Because, after all, that prescription, yes, that's something you want to reach to, you want to aspire to, and you scale as needed to really get closer to that prescription. So for some people, it's do less calories on the assault bike. For others, it's do the same, but take a little longer, right? And that, the needs and scaling really is based on the individual. I think it's also probably based on the, the style of workout. So if it's oh, yeah. an EMOM, you can't necessarily just take a little longer to do your 20 cals on the assault bike. I remember that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably more, why don't you try, tell me how many calories you can get in you know, 30 in seconds or one minute or 30 yeah. seconds of consistent work. Yeah. yeah. And that, that gets into, uh, work and rest ratios and things like that, which oddly enough, CrossFit.com in and of itself doesn't really have a lot of, hmm. but I found that over the course of time, and there have been a lot of different sites that use it as well. Imams are a very, very effective tool to getting that intensity out of people, right? Whether it's, Hey, you're going to do you know, three power cleans at 155, 105, and in the remainder of the minute, do as many double unders as you can, right? You get people to push themselves a little more or say like a Kalsu, right? This is one that was actually programmed on the main site a long time ago and still shows up not too frequently, but uh, complete 100 thrusters for time. And every minute on the minute, do five burpees. That sounds terrible. It is <laughs> god awful. That was Wow. Is that coming up? Soon, then I need to prepare. That is, that Can we just do that? We um, when I turn 29 rough. on July 25th of You're trying to kill us. this current year, okay. it, it very well could. Oh, but, man. So, long story short, right? That, that good up, old guys. EMOM. Good to be the up. trainer. Good to be the trainer. <laughs> good to be the trainer, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, those EMOMs aren't 
inherently like part of the CrossFit foundation. You didn't see them a lot back in the day, but coaches have found that you could get a lot out of, you know, your members by doing EMOMs, right? You get them to get a nice technique focus. Cause if you say three, two, one, go, and people are doing 30 snatches for time, like Isabel, right? You're going to clang and bang. You're going to see some rounded in the back. You're going to see some wobbly lockouts, some press outs, if you will. It happens, right? You say, hey, we want this to be intense. Boom, go for it. Or say on another day, if you want to work on your snatch technique, then you do three snatches every minute on the minute for 10. And you get some people that could normally crush Isabel, go a little heavier, go just outside of their comfort zone to something that challenges them to move better, right? So yeah, but yeah, every every workout has a different scheme, has a different idea, and making sure your members meet that that's entirely that's on the coach, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, so Mike, you've you've obviously been to other boxes around mm-hmm. around the country. Robin, uh, this past year for uh, the Opens, you went down to Orlando. I did. You went to a totally. Uh, you went to a strange box. Not that the box itself is strange, but like you so strange. You, yeah, <laughs> you, you you went you you went down to. Um, a box that you've never ever been into to uh, record your open workout. Yes. Um, what was that like? So I went down. I was in Orlando for business, and I went down, um, and I had to do seventeen one for the opens. Um, and so I um, called up Celebration CrossFit. They're pretty cool. Um, the whole team there is great. The members were friendly. So if you're in that area, definitely check it out. But. Um, It was completely different from CrossFit Norwalk, um, even just in size. And Mm -hmm. I was amazed to see how much stuff you could fit in such a small space. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, And how much work and how many members were getting stuff done in such a quarter of the space that we have at CrossFit Norwalk. Um, Even like they pull the rowers out onto the sidewalk and things like that. Awesome. Because it's Florida. Uh, (laughs) Sure. It's not cold. Um, But... You know, the same camaraderie and support from the members didn't change. They didn't know who I was or anything like that, but people were talking to me. The The person that was judging me, making sure I was getting the movements, she was supportive and cheering me on, and mm-hmm. um, the owner was there, and he was friendly, and, you know, they had the same equipment and everything that we have, um, but it was definitely a different mm-hmm. situation to be in. Right. Oh, so yeah. so the, the, the equipment's the, the same, basically. Uh, the the community that that feel doesn't really change. Mike, what's different about different boxes around the country? So yeah, n- hitting the nail on the head there, guys. Right, the community is always going to be there. Hopefully, right. That's at the heart of CrossFit. Yes, yeah. the supportive community. Um, the equipment you're going to see barbells, you're going to see dumbbells, you're going to see kettlebells. Maybe not. You know, now more dumbbells than ever. Thanks, Castro, for 2017 opens <laughs> and regionals. Um, but. At the same time, it takes on the personality of its uh, trainers and owner for sure. And so their programming could be whatever, you know, floats their boat. They honestly, they can go with strictly main site programming, which is done. I think a few boxes that make it to the games actually still do that. And it's definitely a good idea because you tend to see the writing on the walls competition wise. Um, as far as if strict movements are coming up, as far as more skilled movements, as far as handstand walking, whatever it is. Um and then fill in the gaps based on rest days, right? Or say rest days are a day to make up workouts and they have a more of an open gym format. And then you have others that really dive into the world of strength and conditioning, right? Where they tend to program, all right, we're going to hit this cycle. We're going to have this like, you know, open prep phase. We're going to have a strength mesocycle. We're going to make sure, or we're going to hit a five, three, one standard squat press dead situation, 
right? Bottom line, they could take it and go wherever they want. Um, so really, you have the traditional CrossFit, right? Constantly varied functional movement. Sometimes they go heavy, right? But traditional CrossFit, believe it or not, if you go with the main site programming, they'll have one day where it's just overhead squat, 3-3-3-3-3-3. So everybody in the gym is going to do overhead squat, 3-3-3-3-3-3. Now, a little spin off on that or a little evolution because, you know, everybody's a CrossFitter. And at the same time, though, people do want to sweat, right? They want to burn those calories. They want to get that intense piece in. That's something that draws a lot of people to CrossFit. So if you said, hey, take this PVC pipe and work on getting it overhead and then let's do it with five pounds and then let's do it with a training bar, right? That might turn some people off. So we have to disguise that repetition or that heavy work and sometimes give a little cash out or give a little burner with it. But basically, that's traditional CrossFit, right? Live in the couplets and triplets and on occasion do chippers, go heavy at least once a week and constantly varied functional movement performed at a high intensity. Then uh, you have the others and that's what I briefly mentioned before, whether they're doing Wendler 531, whether they're doing starting strength, whether they're doing West Side Barbell, right? You have so many variations of CrossFit gyms. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of this open source situation, right? You have so many people that are passionate about fitness, so many people with members that are passionate about fitness and then members that might, Hey, you know what? I really don't care if I still stink at a 400 meter run. I just want to improve my deadlift. And for that reason, they do that. Right. And, uh, that brings up, you know, how it started like Robin, like we have many members that travel, for work and, you know, or just visit like their wife's family. And, and earlier this week, I had a client that was like, oh, well, these guys had um, like three separate wads for the day. I'm like, oh, yeah, like a warm up, the wad and then the cool down. And, you know, there goes the classic, like our warm up is your workout CrossFit thing from back in the day when we were tough and garage gym <laughs> fire breathers. <laughs> but uh, he was like, no, 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 we did like handstand push-ups and chest to bar in an EMOM alternating. And then we did this, that, that, and the other. And then we did thrusters and, and rope climbs and 21.59 and 3.21. I was like, oh, sick workout. It's from regionals back in the day. And then there was some cash out too, something else. And I got to the heart of it. And this is, this is me being a little biased and definitely from my position as a coach, right? Uh, so how much of that did you go over? And he was like, Oh, they, you know, they briefly mentioned it. I was like, oh, so like standards are like in the squat, hip crease below the knee of the thruster. And then in that overhead, show that lockout, show your ears through. And he was like, no, not even that much. And I was like, man, what is, what in the world is going on? And that, I mean, is the wild west of CrossFit, right? Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, right? It's getting people to come in. Here's the workout. You have other gyms that are like, hey, this is your workout. They put it on the whiteboard or they put a warm up on the whiteboard. All right, do that whenever you walk in, ready to go. And then, all right, set up your bars for, we'll take Fran, thrusters and set up your pull-up situation. And, all right, you good, you good, three, two, one, go. You know, and then you have others that, like us, right, tend to veer towards the simpler side of programming and getting the most out of it because we really believe that the magic is in the movement, right? And this, this is at the heart of what Glassman says all the time. And, if guys, if you haven't heard of uh, Greg Glassman, right, he's CEO of CrossFit. He's been on 60 Minutes. Um, about a year ago, I want to say, maybe even longer than that. Um, but bottom line, he's a phenomenal speaker, right? Very, very eloquent, very well-spoken, and has some quality, quality lines, right? Very entertaining and knowledgeable as well. Um, but yeah, 
the magic's in the movement, man. And the more we find that you could get your people, your clients, your members to move better, that's when they're going to see the improvement versus, hey, let's make sure or let's try to get our deadlift to PR by 15 pounds. Hey, guess what? If I tweak Robin's deadlift by telling her to drop her butt a little bit or load up her hamstrings a little better, right, and spend the extra five minutes there, that could be that 15-pound PR without spending six weeks of pulling from the front. Right. I will say that that difference in programming um, and what that member had expressed, how they didn't go through any of the how to actually do the movements, um, is probably what gives me the bis- biggest anxiety about visiting other boxes. Oh, yeah. Saying, like, what if I don't know how to do that? Or I'm going to hurt don't myself. Do that? Yeah, I yeah. might get hurt. Or I'm uncomfortable with the snatches already. So mm-hmm. then there's snatches on, at their box. And what if they don't explain it? Or And it's wave-loaded snatches and work on 70%, 80%, 90%. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's those are the things, right? If we take a look at CrossFit from the, the perspective of, hey, there are so many people, hundreds of thousands of people that do CrossFit, millions of people that do CrossFit, right? The people that know their snatch max and can calculate a percentage and no time and then do that and then run on over and set up their wad that has five different movements and bing bang boom keep it simple man that was why crossfit was invented right you have something that you can honestly do in 20 minutes right the majority of workouts 25 minutes or less you had a nice little warm-up you had a little bit of mobility to it you had some teaching and i don't care if you've done crossfit for five days or five years right there are times in class where i'll have i'll have members that say dude i never heard that before like, well, that's why we go over it every single day because everybody can learn a little something from working on the basics, working on those fundamentals just a little bit more. And yeah, that's why, I mean, I'm a huge fan and, and call me a Kool-Aid drinker, but classic CrossFit, baby. <laughs> that's it. Oh, man. Solid. Um, so what, what do you think is the, like, especially for, for you, you know, I, we, we talked a little bit about how, how you program, you know, where that median is, you know, mm-hmm. w- of everybody. Um, how do you how do you guarantee to meet the needs of all of your all of the members? Yeah. All your all your all, all your members. Well, that's that's a good question. Um, and that honestly, you that comes down to the coaching and your ability to, you know, trust in a coach at the gym. Right. All of our coaches at Crossing Norwalk to walk over and say, hey, you know what? I want you to. In, in today's workout, for example, rowing for calories and wall ball. Something so very, very simple. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. So right? excited. We had that workout come out and uh, 27 reps of each, 21, 15, and 9. And some clients are very new, right? The number of times they've done wall ball can be counted on one hand. And if they were to do the workout, it wouldn't fall in that, like, I would say 5 to 15 minute range, right? You have... You know, the fire breathers out there that are crushing it going in six minutes, you're going to have most people go twice that, right? I used, I used to say half as good back in the day. I had a, a chemistry professor that said that and scaled his test accordingly. It was a bad class. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like people that fall around the 12-minute range, 13-minute range, they kept that intensity for them, right? That was, boom, they hit the nail on the head. Now, if we made a few clients do 27 and then 21 and then 15 and then 9, it would take them well into the 20s, right? They would be doing... Literally, then you start to divide up the work and say, how much work do we actually accomplish each minute? Not too much. So if we scale that down and we get a good workload done in a shorter amount of time, right, they not only move better, but in the end, they get a great workout that they recover from a little more quickly. And so, yeah, so as far as meeting the needs of everybody, that definitely, that falls on the coaches. 
right? And that's just their, based on their knowledge and experience with others and being able to call it on the site, right? Like you shouldn't have to fit a square peg in a circular hole, right? You make that hole work for them. So yeah, so that's, that's that. And then as far as, you know, figuring out programming in general, right? You find the needs of the clients. Like our workouts have evolved over the years, right? Back in the day, Robin was talking about our gym's a lot bigger. We've been around for like six and a half years. And five and a half years ago, we didn't do thrusters at 135. We didn't, or thrusters at 165, we did the other week, right? That is a massive number. But it's the carrot on the stick, right? We've had people that have progressed and get to the point where to get that heavier load desired in that certain workout, they need to push the envelope. Or muscle-ups, for example. Never programmed muscle-ups. We had maybe one and a half people in the gym that could get them, maybe, on a good day, right? And nowadays, they're in the dozens of people that can RX them, right? So that really has to be with, you know, finding the heart of what your client base is, what your membership is, and where they need to be pushed, right? Or things that they've grown with, right? And how that programming evolves is definitely something you should focus on. Cool. Very, very cool. Do you find that um, people come in thinking like, well, this is CrossFit. Why don't we flip tires? Or, mm-hmm. you know, why don't we have a pegboard? Not that I'm asking for one. Oh, man. Um, or, you know, stones or things like that. So CrossFitters that want to want to live in the outside boundaries, right? I find that, you know, people that want to do all those, obviously, object work, huge fan of it, right? Love it. Logistically speaking, we would do that as a skill piece, right? Otherwise, I mean, we have six big tires and they already take up half the parking lot, right? Like we flip yeah. out the tires unless we put them back against the building every single class, take them out every single class, right? So we'll do that in a, in a warm-up per se in the summertime, obviously, because we're in the Northeast and it's friggin' cold. But that said, throwing it in as a class workout to rotate 20 people through that, yeah. that's you have to take a very creative perspective on it. And that's ultimately like with our assault bikes, for example, right? We have four of them, but all four of them are the same. And with a certain EMOM or a certain rest period in between, or if you rotate through movements in a fight gone bad fashion, right? You can make that work. Yep. Um, but yeah, you do have on occasion the the outside, this is, this is the rare few, right? Because they're already very into CrossFit from a competitive perspective, right? Because if they see something from the games and they go, hey, can we do that? then that's already, that's a very, very small percentage. And then you, you know, normally either take them aside and show them, right? But focus on to keep exactly that, the flow of classes and to keep the intensity of their workouts. We'll do those as, as skill pieces, right? Versus throwing them in a workout and saying, all right, lift a stone to your shoulder 30 times. Ready, three, two, one, go. Um, on that pegboard note. Yeah. Right. Working on it. Working on it. But I just saw a little meme from Instagram. Not meme from Instagram. A little post from Instagram that was sad. It was a uh, I believe regional athlete who fell from the top of it yes. and boom, Mel Doss or something. Yeah. I yeah. So I was like, oh, yep, oh, and that's another reason why we won't have a pegboard. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put me down for pegboard. Oh, It'll get to the top and then come <laughs> back down thing. <sighs> yes, yeah, they missed the. They missed a peg or they, peg. they let their hand go to, I don't know. I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's like rope climbs too, right? Like scale appropriately, obviously. But even in the case of like a super athlete, you throw that into a workout, right? Where they can't control or consistently move with it yet, right? And then, uh, you know, that's where that safety piece goes bye-bye. So that's 
you know, obviously uh, rule number one for us, right? Mechanics, consistency, and then intensity. Yeah. So if it, if you have somebody that does have interest in that, you either, you know, say, hey, let's work after class or let's, you know, try this or let me show you the way to do it. But, uh, but yeah, in, in classes, keep it simple, man, right? There are so many different ways. You could say, hey, let's work on a power clean, right? Because survey says you could probably fix something about that or work on your squat clean or like flipping a tire, work on deadlifting, right? But yeah, cool, cool. So um, the the last thing I want to I want to ask you is, um, as as a coach, when you know you you've programmed weeks and weeks and weeks of of mods mm-hmm. at this at this point, what do you get out of it? What do you see like when when someone can ring that bell or when you know when someone does a muscle up for the first time? Like when you when you program something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you, hi Robin. My arms aren't long. Nah. <laughs> so like when 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 you when you program and like after like the week is done, someone comes up to you and says, you know, this was an awesome week. You know, what does that do for you as not not just a coach, but someone who's so invested in CrossFit as, as well? Oh man, Dave, that gets into the heart of why anybody becomes a teacher, right? Be it a teacher of math, a teacher of English, or a teacher of movement. In our case, right and that little reward of seeing somebody grow right and acknowledge it and i mean the fact that they're thankful is you know is awesome for sure but once they ring that bell or you see someone just have their eyes light up when they're like oh man i didn't think you do 95 pounds in a workout but then i did and it's honestly heartwarming and that makes my job it really does seeing people grow seeing people improve their self themselves right makes all the difference I mean, granted, building super monsters that could deadlift hundreds of pounds and, and do muscle-ups, yeah, that's cool and all, but at the same time, that personal growth is everything, right? And seeing, you know, we talked about it in the last episode, right, the mental state they're in for the rest of the day, you just made every little problem that they have seem that much smaller, right? Because they improved themselves, and there's nothing cooler than that. Solid. Solid, solid. Awesome. Uh, Robin, do you have any, anything else? Not really no i was just um when you were talking about rope climbs i was thinking about the other day we were there was it a weekend i think we came for the weekend and josh mm-hmm. and norb i think were running or sprinting and oh, then doing yeah. Rope oh climbs. yeah and i was just so much in awe and a little bit terrified at the efficiency and speed of the rope climbs and then to be able to get down and run again and r- climb the rope yeah. and oh, over yeah. and over and over it's like run oh, yeah. come back two hands Yep. Touch. Run. One, two. Done. Up. And run. <laughs> well, that's that's the cool thing about CrossFit and the evolution of it too, right? Like back in the day, you had rope climbs and you had Rich Froning. I mean, who obviously could climb a rope back then, but in the big state of fatigue when he, you know, the last time he took second place in 2010 to Graham Holberg, right? And then you have like Katrin David's daughter. Obviously, they can climb ropes, but to be able to dial in a skill to that level where they could literally sprint afterwards – and jump up and do it over and over again and not have a single doubt in their mind that they're going to touch the top or come down safely, right? That's impressive. That's it's a work of art. I feel like it's a lot of just putting yourself in that mental state of, yeah, I can do this. Because once yes. doubt gets into your mind, it doesn't matter if you're just trying to lift like a stick off the ground. Oh, you're not going to be able to do it. Absolutely. Sure. Confidence and movement is everything. And you see that with, you know, people that deadlift. And all of a sudden they deadlift 395 and boom, it goes up, right? In the blink of an eye, one second pull, piece of cake, no struggle at all. Then you put four or five on it or you put four blue plates on it 
and then you see people not even able to crack it off the ground. And you say, how does that make sense? The mind and everything that happens between the ears is the biggest, biggest thing in CrossFit. I almost got myself into trouble with that yesterday, and I do it to myself a lot. But uh, um, but we were doing deadlifts yesterday, and I put, I think it was just like seven and a half pounds on each side. <laughs> and I was like, I could never put 10-pound plates here. And then I got to there, and I was like, I can't lift this. This is too heavy. And then I think it was Luli in the background just yelling at me. You got me. it, girl. And I was or like, like that. all yeah. right, just shut your brain off and just do this. But yeah. my brain gets me in trouble. All the time. All of the time. I mean, that honestly was the biggest, biggest helping hand when we got the, the red plates, right? Or all the different colors. So we have penalty plates at our gym. We just got them, you know, three and a half years ago when we moved. And pairs for everybody, right? But, you know, you got to a certain point where with the old bumper plates, you saw like four plates. And I'll use this example again because for guys, it's a big milestone, right? 405 on the bar. You see 405 on the bar, all of a sudden, huh, nope, doesn't happen. Right, but all of a sudden you put three reds, a ten, and a five on each side, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, it's nothing." Wham, comes off the ground, piece of cake. Right, it's just another way to mentally trick yourself. Also helps if you're not as good at barbell math. But mm. that's me. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Pretty terrible. Barbell. Tricking yourself into fitness. Oh, man. but you know what? All that, all, all that mental stress that people put with themselves through, um, I think that's just another thing that helps uh, when there's a really good coach around. Uh, and I think that that can be a big, big difference uh, between someone who will get that 405 up and mm-hmm. someone who's having uh, a hell of a time do- doing it. A hell of a time. So, very, very cool. Um, this was this was fun. This was this was definitely a, a good one. Um, I think, uh, Mike, your experience uh, and everything that you do has uh, really elevated this specific episode. I mean, it would have been terrible, Nave, if it was just you and I. Yeah, well, that's because we would have been like, I don't know, no. just lift heavy things. Just lift heavy stuff. We lift You're things fine. up and do put things them down. Suck right? at. Flip tires. I don't know. Lift. <laughs> um, do do some pull ups. You know, swing. I don't know. Just just do it. Do what your body feels uh, like. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So um, awesome. This this was great. Um, Robin, where can everybody find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at 730trained. We're also on Facebook, same name, and also SoundCloud. That's where you'll find um, the recordings of our episodes and teasers and anything else that we decide to record and put up. Yes, and if you guys have anything you want heard or you want talked about, please uh, find us on Facebook. We always uh, we always post on Facebook, 730trained, um, and I think that's uh, definitely a forum that we want to start growing. We want to hear what you want to hear. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about anything, really. Um, and I think, as you've heard so, yeah. so so far, we can carry on a pretty decent conversation for, for as long as we can. So uh, please, let us know. Give us some topics. Give us some, some feedback. We want to hear from you. And then I say it every week, but uh, come visit us at CrossFit Norwalk. We love it. We know you'll love it. Um, we're pretty nice people, so come check it out. Yeah, you know. And, of course, this has been this week's. 7.30. Always gonna... Oh, man. Solid. See you around, everybody. See ya. Bye. 7.30.